Both teams are going to be without a starter on Sunday, but we are going to tell you which will have the bigger impact on the game. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live Friday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Jarko at JRCO underscore box. He is David Harrison at DHarrison82. We both cover your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation of your continued support of the show. And now you can join the Locked On Bucks Insiders, where you get news, the inside scoop, and exclusive content delivered directly to your phone, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text message. And I'm always excited to welcome new insiders to the club. Had some really great interactions with those that have already joined the Locked on Bucks insiders that have gone beyond the Buccaneers, beyond this show. It's really been a lot of fun. So join the Locked on Bucks insiders now and be in the know all the time. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Bucks to sign up. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to Price Picks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. On today's episode, we're making our predictions. We're giving you our keys to the game. Uh, and we're also remembering to mute our microphones before we clear our throats. But first, two bucks are going to miss this game. Uh, there may be some others joining them. I, for one, would like to say that texting James Jarko is a treat. I have been a, a texting subscriber to James Jarko for years. And it is it is always a good time. So I highly recommend that you do it um, for the Tampa Bay. Actually, you know what? First, Richard, Demon Hunter, Mike, and Dritz. I like that. Dritz. That's that's cool. Welcome to the live. And for everybody else who's not chatting but is still here, uh, welcome as well. Um, Ryan Neal is not going to be playing at the San Francisco 49ers. And some of you may have some concerns about that. Some of you may not. Oh, Certainly, extreme. both are. Both are deserved. Um, Ryan Neal has not had the best first season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's that's widely uh, understood. But thumb injury will keep him out. Questionable, though. Carlton Davis with a toe injury. Matt Filer with a knee injury. Uh, Josh Hayes with the concussion. Linebacker Devin White with the foot. And cleared for action, Mike Evans, who was uh, dealing with a quad injury. And tight tight end tackle, Luke Gedeke, uh with a foot injury. So, James... What uh what what are your takeaways from the final game status report of the week for the Buccaneers before uh they play the San Francisco 49ers? That it's the polar opposite of the last time the Buccaneers played at San Francisco against the 49ers. You know, last year, and it's something that Evan and I talked about on WTSP Wednesday. I talked about it with Brian Peacock on Crossover Thursday. 
But last year when the Bucs went to San Francisco, they were without Tristan Wirfs. They were without Antoine Winfield Jr., Sean Murphy Bunting, Mike Edwards. Uh, they lost Vita Vea four plays into the game. They lost Jamel Dean during that game. And all anyone remembers is, oh, well, Brock Purdy you know, dominated that game and, and had fans chaining his name during Tom Brady's homecoming to San Francisco when the Bucs got trounced. So this is going to be a little bit different than what we saw last year. Of course, you know, Tom Brady's not the one under center, but you know, the bucks are, are much more healthy and it's, it's good to see the Carlton Davis will be there. Matt Filer, I don't, you know, obviously he's, he's available, but I don't think he's going to play. I think Aaron Stinney is going to keep that job. Uh, and then of course, you know, you need, you need Devin white out there, especially if it's the Devin white that showed up last week against the Titans. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, big shout out to Insider Mike, who is who's joining the live chat, telling everybody how awesome that is. So listen, listen to Mike. Mike is a smart person. Um, for the 49ers, starting offensive guard Aaron Banks uh, with a toe injury will be out for this game. Guard Nick, uh, bro, I'm just going to call you Z. I'm sorry, uh, is also Z out of this game. Zakelj. Cage and, and and that's that's more disrespectful, man. That's more disrespectful. Questionable for the game. Robert Beal, defensive end with a hamstring injury. Cornerback Daryl Luter with a knee injury. Cornerback Samuel Womack with a knee injury. Um, cleared for play. Linebacker Demetrius Flanagan Foles. The Niners just making up names at this point. Um, ankle injury. Tackle Colton McKivitz with an ankle slash knee. And uh, former Washington legend offensive tackle Trent Williams. With an ankle injury, James, what are your what's your biggest takeaway? I think it's pretty obvious, right? But what's your biggest takeaway from this part of the injury report? The biggest takeaway is the loss of Aaron Banks uh, at at starting left guard. Look, the the 49ers now without a starting guard are going to have to deal with Vita Vea with a backup, and and Nick uh, Nick Z is is the backup to the guy that will be taking Aaron Banks' place. He's the third string left guard there for the 49ers. So they're they're down to one left guard dealing with Vita Vea. We know Todd Bowles loves to move people all over the place. So that means that they're probably going to have to be dealing with Kalijah Kansi as well. And Kalijah Kansi just keeps getting better every single week. And he's starting to garner some national attention. So this could be a little bit of trouble for the interior of the offensive line for the 49ers, which has obviously been a strong point. We know Brock Purdy is really, really good when he's under pressure. Um, we know Christian McCaffrey can, can escape pressure. He can, you know, create magic, but look, when you got Vita Vea and Kalijah Kansi bearing down on you, when you have Devin white and Levante David blitzing over top of you, when you have Antoine Winfield jr. Blitzing over top of you, this could create some interesting issues for the 49ers on Sunday. Yeah, not to mention uh, Marquise Watts, who's got a 16.7% pass rush win rate, which is the best on the Buccaneers roster. Doesn't matter that he's only rushed like twice. Hey, numbers are numbers. They don't lie. I like I like Marquise. I'm looking forward to seeing more Marquise. I'm also looking forward to seeing more Rashad White. But is that going to be my key to this game? And James, what is your key to this game going to be? We'll tell all of you coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, and Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They have the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros 
and sharks you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks in less than 60 seconds. On Thursday nights, I like to pick three players from the matchup and test my luck there. I chose Bengals running back Joe Mixon. I chose Ravens kicker Justin Tucker and Ravens wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. to go more than on some of their stat lines. They all did that, so I hit and got a little bit of a cash uh, prize while I was doing a little bit of work for the Locked On Podcast Network covering that Thursday night football game for all of you on that channel. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL to get in on those wins like I did. Use the promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase to get a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or review today and every day. Every day is greatly appreciate you coming through. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I am incredibly happy that you were all here to join me along with James and his amusement at how terrible this episode is going for me so far today. I was not aware that I recorded that ad on my AirPods instead of my professional grade microphone, nor was I aware that I was on my AirPods at the start of the episode when I cleared my throat unmuted because I had the wrong microphone set up. So this is going splendidly. Hopefully the Buccaneers have better luck. The Cincinnati Bengals did lose, which means the Buccaneers are going to win, uh, according to James Yarko's voodoo, which is shockingly accurate, actually, this season. So I don't know how you feel about that one. But James, uh, save me here. What do, uh, what, are the, what are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got to do to beat the 49ers? Oh, you're muted. Ha-ha. Wow. Vindication. Wow. We are, you know, for the milestone episode that this is, we are really struggling today. Um, look, on the on the Crossover Thursday episode, Brian Peacock asked me the same thing, and I said it's really simple. The Buccaneers have to be perfect. You know how they can be perfect? Feed Chris Godwin all day long. And here's what I mean by that. The 49ers have been really, really good defensively at limiting explosive plays. They can get got, but they're really good at limiting it. So... The Buccaneers need to take a death by a thousand cuts approach. Hyper target Chris Godwin on the short to intermediate routes. You gain positive yards and you could string together now extremely long sustained drives that end in points. And this helps the Buccaneers in two facets. Now, you allow the Bucs offense to get into a rhythm, move the ball, gain confidence, and you keep the 49ers offense on the sideline. So constant short to intermediate stuff will work much like the run game and end up opening the deep ball later on. Chris Godwin on this season. Are you ready? Are you ready for this nugget? Zero dropped passes on 68 targets. Zero. No one on this Buccaneers team is more sure-handed and can be the guy to get this job done more than Chris Godwin. You still sprinkle in Kate Otten. You sprinkle in that short, effective 
passing game as you run through the air with Rashad White, but the average depth of target should be around five to seven yards for pretty much the entire first half. And then, and then when you've sucked in the defense and made them kind of almost overcommit to dicing them up with Chris Godwin short and underneath, that is when you unleash the deep ball to Mike Evans and get that explosive play. And something like that can absolutely flip this game on its head. Yeah, um, you know, Paul pointed something out in the live chat there that the Cleveland Browns beat this team. The Cleveland Browns did not have Deshaun Watson at the time. They won't have Deshaun Watson for the rest of the year either, uh, just like True. the Bengals won't have Joe Burrow for the rest of the year. And so Mike points out Joe Burrow's out for the year. Bengals are probably going to lose a lot of games. I mean, you know, some of us on, Vegas. some of us on Wednesday traded for Jamar Chase in their fantasy league. Yeah, that's rough. And they traded Devon Achan to do so. And so some of us are not thrilled with Joe Burrow uh, basically becoming a noodle arm on Thursday Night Football. Some of us are first place in their fantasy money league playing the second place team in their money league. The second place team has Jamar Chase and Mark Andrews. Not happy about injuries, but I, I will accept the benefit that I just got from that because... Yeah. At least I faced Mark Andrews. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, um, good key, accurate key. My key outside of just Bengals voodoo is going to be on the defense. So that's why I brought up Paul's comment, right? Because I think that's where the Buccaneers are going to win or lose this game is based on how well the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense can affect the Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan, 49ers offense. That's where I think their weaknesses. You mentioned the, the up-the-middle pressure, but also helping to get that pressure be masters of disguise. We already know that Todd Bowles likes to play all kinds of games with his defense. The 49ers like to use 21 personnel, a little bit more than 11 personnel. 11 personnel is the most popular uh, personnel grouping in the NFL these days, but the Niners like to use 21 personnel a little bit more than 11, and they're using it the second most out of every team in the National Football League. It does two things. It helps them in the running game. It also helps against stacked boxes, and it helps protect the quarterback. That's the three reasons the 49ers like to do it. However, they're also very good at doing it. They're successful 54% of the time. Successful plays, if you don't know, 40% of the yards need to gain. On first down, 60% of the yards needed to gain. On second down, 100% of the yards needed to gain. On third down, they are accomplishing that goal out of 21 personnel 54% of the time, which is the fifth highest rate in the National Football League. And that's even after they came off of a three-game losing streak where, like you mentioned, Paul, defenses worked their offense uh, pretty good. So that shows you how good they've been overall in the season. Part of that reason is because they always give Brock Purdy short drops, meaning he's got quick options, but they also maximize his time to react to what the defense is doing, give him the most time possible to read and to absorb that information. They're also using motion 76% of the time. That's a lot of motion. They're trying to make defenses declare what it is they're doing. Somebody moves, somebody doesn't move. It tells the quarterback what to expect. Disguise your defense more than you ever have before. The problem with doing that is you can get a little too cute. And you can actually end up confusing your own player. So there's a balance here. Brock Purdy's high football IQ was never a concern coming out of the coming out of college football. It was never a concern. What was concerned was his physical attributes. If you can find a way to impact his mental ability, the physical ability, which is already suspect, will start to fall uh, behind it. That's how, that's one of the ways the Cleveland Browns were able to do what they did. The best shot at beating Brock Purdy, forcing the 49ers to force long drives, extend drives, is confuse him and have layered discipline. The good news is Brock Purdy is not super mobile. He's not a statue, but he's not super mobile. 
If you give up a couple of runs to him in the name of containing his weapons, that's fine. You can live through those. Levante David, though, said it on the Jim Rome show. This might be the most complete team they faced, and they are going to test your discipline because they are smart and they want to outsmart you. The Buccaneers defense loves to be aggressive. Now they've got to be intelligent, and that, I think, is where the rubber meets the road. If this team loses or if this team gets blown out the way that a lot of people think they're going to, it's going to be because you're going to see some plays where dudes are out of position or over-pursuing and just making boneheaded plays, letting their aggression get in the way of their intelligence. Yeah, I mean, the the thing that, that scares me about Levante's comment is the Bucks have not been smart this year. They have shot themselves in the foot a lot with pre-snap penalties, unforced errors, um, you know, negated explosive plays with, uh, how do I want to say this, lack of mental awareness, uh, I guess is the, the best way to put it. So this, it goes back to what I said on, on the crossover episode with Brian Peacock. The Bucks have to be perfect. You cannot beat yourself while also beating the 49ers. You can get away with that against teams like Chicago, against teams like, um, uh, who did they just beat? The Titans. You can get away with, with those kinds of things. Against the 49ers, you absolutely can't. You need to play as clean of a football game as you have played all season long and that means doing exactly what you're doing getting Brock Purdy off of his game not getting called for roughing the passer not getting you know not getting called for two different uh, uh encroachment penalties or, or lining up in the neutral zone you cannot beat yourself against this football team no 1000% because I mean they they've got enough stuff to beat you by themselves so if uh, if you do them favors, I mean, you can't give underdogs favors. Uh, if you if you give favorites favors, then um, yeah, good luck to you. Good luck to you, buddy. Uh, good news yeah. is nobody's on the uh, really hot seat in this one. So even if that happens, it won't lead to uh, any firings. And and I mean, look, if you watched the episode earlier this week, I kind of told you if they lose the 49ers, it's really not that big of a deal. So it's really not. Uh, somebody else said in the live chat, just let it all hang out. Like just, I mean, double reverse flea flicker. To Kate Otten throwing it to Rashad White on a on a nine route. Let's just do it. Let's just go for it. Yeah. Bold predictions. That would be bold. Um, bold predictions, game predictions, player of the games coming up next on today's episode of Lockdown Bucks, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by DoorDash. Time to pull out your lucky jersey and order your favorite apps and snacks on DoorDash because football is coming again this very weekend. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? You wouldn't do it in the stands. Don't do it on the couch. Order on DoorDash and save on football. Watch party favorites like your favorite pizza joint, your favorite wing spot, or whatever it is you're craving on game day. If you're staying home, kick back at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for your watch party with all of your favorite restaurants and stores available from retail to grocery. They're all on the DoorDash app, so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate needs on DoorDash, and then just get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order after you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKED23. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply.
wrapping things up here on this live Friday edition of Locked on Bucks and the Buccaneers play the 49ers Sunday at 4.05 p.m. Eastern time at Levi Stadium in San Francisco. Catch every snap of the Buccaneers hometown broadcast with Sirius XM and on the Sirius XM app. Just search Buccaneers. And while you're there, you just might hear a familiar voice during the game. Um, yeah, Malcolm in the chat talking about how he strongly suspects a loss for Tampa Bay. Um, and uh, they might make it respectably close, but beating San Francisco on their field is extremely remote as a possibility. We'll talk about that. Uh, I did I did notice the Demon Hunter had a uh, Mandalorian comment in, in the chat. I appreciate the, uh, the pandering to the Star Wars host on here. But before we get to our predictions, real quick, David, I, I do have something that I would like to say because this is our 1500th episode which is absolutely wild to think about. And a lot of you that have joined in on this ride, thank you. Thank you so, so much. I got a tweet from uh, Josh Gardner, who has been an everydayer and for a very long time. And he said, I feel like I've been with you guys for all 1,500. So seriously, from the bottom of, of our hearts, thank you so much for being along on this ride. I cannot believe we have gotten to 1500 episodes that is wild to think about yeah um occasionally somebody will say that they can't believe that we get paid to do this um ditto yeah we can't we can't believe it either but um like in but in in all seriousness like really can't believe that this is what we get to do um to earn at least part of our living and and you guys are are, are the reason why like you know, it's kind of like some people like tell athletes sometimes, like, "Hey, bro, like without that stadium and without those fans, you don't have a job." And that is doubly true for us. Without you guys listening and for some reason finding our uh, ridiculousness entertaining, for the most part, um, we're not here. So we greatly appreciate you for uh, allowing us to be on this journey. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, over the course of fifteen hundred episodes, David. I don't think we've ever gotten our bold predictions wrong. So let's go ahead and uh, and talk these into the universe. My bold prediction for this one, the Bucks are going to get to Brock Purdy. They are going to get to him this time around. They are going to sack him three times and force two takeaways against Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. And a lot of it is going to be what I was talking about when we were going over the injury report. It's going to be that inside pass rush uh, you know, against the interior offensive line of the 49ers, it's going to be Vita. It's going to be Kalija. It's going to be Levante or Devin or, or Antoine on blitzes. It's going to be Yaya Diaby. It's going to be you know, Marquise Watts. It's going to come from the inside. I don't think this is a big game for Shaq. I don't think it's a big game for Joe Tryon Shoyinka, but I think they get pretty a little, a little shook early in this game. That would be nice. I mean, that's that's definitely the way to make this happen. Um, Clack is just gonna just ruin my bold prediction. He says Rashad White's getting two touchdowns. Kansi's going sap on the 49ers with two sacks, a tackle for loss, five pressures, and one forced fumble. Um, so I'm gonna follow that up with a bold prediction that Rashad White's gonna get eight targets. That's my bold prediction. Thanks, Clack. Of course, I chose to read it before my own, so that's my fault. But um, look, uh, Rashad White had a really great screen pass touchdown uh, last week, and Dave Canales uh, kind of ranted and raved about it. And then when he was asked about Rashad White getting more involved in the passing game moving forward, Dave was like, yeah, I think we'll probably leave it about the same. Um, I don't think so. I think it's coach speak. I think that uh, when you see something like this happening, 
that you have to kind of, you don't really have no choice but to use it. And not only that, but when you're facing a San Francisco 49ers pass rush that is getting after the quarterback, is known for getting after the quarterback, and getting after the quarterback quick, the screen can be one of your best friends. And I think Rashad White is going to get involved in this passing attack. I think he's getting at least eight targets in this game because I don't believe a word that Dave Finale says in press conferences. That's why. Um, appreciate you, Dave. Appreciate you. My player prediction. And again, uh, over the years, if you've been with us, you know that my player prediction is not always the guy I think is going to ball out, but sometimes it's the guy I think is the biggest key player, singular guy to whether or not the Bucs are going to get a win, and that is the route I'm going this weekend. It's Devin White. James, if I tell you that this game is going to flip or flop based off of a Buccaneers defender that makes solid plays in pass defense, great fits in run defense, and doesn't over-pursue anything, who's the first player that might not do any of those things that comes to mind? It's Devin White. Uh, Devin yeah, White definitely. loves to take chances. He loves to run fast. He loves to play fast. And that's part of the reason that when you love him, that's one of the reasons you love him. If you do that against the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan is going to have everything drawn up to beat you, and Brock Purdy is smart enough to defeat you. So Devin White, like when Levante Davis on the Jim Rome show, we got to play smart. We got to rely on the basics. We got to re rely on, 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 our, on our fundamentals. He's talking to Devin. Right? He was talking to Jim Rome, but he's talking to Devin mostly. Um, again, it's a team effort. Everybody on the defense has to do it. But if there is, if I told you there was one dude that was not going to do what we said this defense needs to do, let's be honest, guys. Who do you pick out that's going to be that guy? It's going to be Devin White. So we need to see Devin White. You still got to play fast. You still got to play aggressive within the scheme. And the key is you got to play within the scheme. Don't get outside the scheme. Don't try to freelance. Don't try to be the hero. Be part of the scheme because the scheme, the sum of the whole, is going to be what beats the 49ers. Yeah, he's he's definitely got to have one of his better games. And it, I've said it a couple of times. Christian McCaffrey was the guy that went up to Devin White and said, you know you're the best linebacker in the league, right? So he's got to play like that. He's got to be that dude if the Bucs are going to get a win against the 49ers. My player prediction, again, he's, he's probably not going to have the biggest impact, but I think this is the guy that could have the play that – I come on here Sunday and talk about the biggest moment, and it's D Delaney. D Delaney now stepping in for Ryan Neal. Todd Bowles, when speaking to the media, talked about how Delaney is a ball hawk. That is a guy that sees the ball as well, if not better, than anybody else on this defense, no matter where he is on the field. I think D Delaney comes up with a big takeaway in this game because, quite simply, he's going to get underestimated is that is that the the right terminology there he's he's gonna get overlooked he's going to you know be looked at as someone that Brock Purdy can go pick on or that Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel or, or George Kittle can go pick on D Delaney is going to come up with a massive massive play for this Bucks team uh, score predictions. I gave mine on the crossover of the 49ers winning 24 to 20. So the Bucks covering the spread, but the 49ers getting the win. But the Bengals just lost on Thursday night football. And so ah, you got the Bengals loss mixed with the Bucks kind of having the opportunity. Some of the chat have talked about it. They can play YOLO ball. They can Dave Canales can take his entire bag of tricks, 
like a, a trick or treat bag and just dump all of it out on the floor and say, here's everything. Yeah, we we don't have to hold anything back. You have the 49ers with a game against the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday, so they're going to be coming up on a short week. Might overlook the Buccaneers because of the Seahawks-Eagles-Seahawks trifecta that they have following that. I don't know. We could be talking about a Bucs win on Sunday. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, it could be, it could be a trap game. I'm going to make a second bullet prediction. Zion McCollum is going to get an interception. I'm going to make that prediction every week until it happens. What? What week? Zion what? McCollum is getting an interception. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just, just, just every week because then when it happens, I'm going to pat myself on the back for predicting it. Um, <laughs> James, I won't be here next Friday because I'll be flying back from Thanksgiving game. Bullet prediction uh-huh. next Friday. Zion McCollum is getting an interception. Got it. Um, I'm, just, I've, just, I've I'm made a note. My score prediction, uh, the 49ers are 11 and a half point favorites. That spread has gone up. Um, so 49ers fans are very confident. Uh, I would, I would honestly, I'm actually okay betting that spread. I'll take the bucks plus 11 and a half. Um, I think that's, that's more than fair. Uh, I think that's, that's, I would say easy money, but it's, it's possible money. Um, I'm going 49ers 24 bucks 17, but I think like, like a lot of people in here, you know, that's, that's a one score spread. It is a full touchdown spread, but it's a one touchdown spread. Um, I think that this game can be more competitive. It's just gonna matter. It's just gonna be a matter of the attitude that the Buccaneers players come into this thing with. If the Bucs players come into this thing, you know, thinking that they're they're David and they don't have a slingshot and that's Goliath over there with all the rocks on their side, then it's over before they even land there. But you know, someone said something today that really resonated with me. You don't have to be the best team in the NFL every Sunday. You just have to be better than the other team on the field. And the San Francisco 49ers team is pretty good, but they're not necessarily the best team in the NFL every single week. So this week needs to be the week that you make them the less uh, less effective team on that field. That's what you got to do to get a win. You don't have to be the best team. You just got to be better than that team. Exactly. All right. With that, we are going to get out of here. We want to thank you all for joining us here on the live stream. Make sure you are coming back Sunday. I will be going live to react to this game. I, I honestly, I have no idea what time I'll be going live. I would guess sometime between like, eight and nine o'clock uh i have to drive back from west virginia uh on sunday and i won't get home until probably around the second quarter then i gotta play catch up and and then prep the show so just make sure you're subscribed to the youtube turn on the notifications make sure that you get notified when i go live and you can join in on the celebration of the bucks getting an upset over the 49ers check out everything that david is doing over at bucksgameday.com check out my work over at bucksnation.com follow everything on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks and at d harrison 82 become a locked on bucks insider join subtext.com slash locked on bucks we have a lot of fun over there Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.